Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Greetings, comrades, and welcome to the Eastern Border. I'm sorry that today's episode will probably be a bit shorter than usual, and similar fate is going to be happening with the next two episodes, because, like I said, I'm about to fly off to Rome, and... Well, preparation work needed to be done. However, I want to leave you without news completely. The news updates will still follow, and like I said, I will return with a proper long um, interview or analytics again when I get back. But currently, well, we have active war news, and then we have some interesting events, which I already mentioned in the last episode, but which I would like to expand to upon currently. Right now, Right now, a Ukrainian army general office states that 31 Russian battalions or tactical groups have lost uh, the ability to fight. But, you know, I take that with a bit of caution here. However, basically, what we know for sure from my combat intelligence gathering, Polesie, Siversk and Yuznoburg, um, in these districts, the Russians have uh, suffered during the last night a lot of casualties and a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, BTRs and tanks have been lost, and the the Russian advance in these districts has been stopped, and now they're trying to basically basically calcify the situation. Russian advance has stopped, and they're trying to dig in basically. In Donetsk, uh, in various reasons, this is where they the Russians try to put on an extra extra offensive onwards together with the mercenary LNR and DNR units. Uh, basically, the advance is also well either slowed or stopped, but uh, but of course everything is still well being pretty bad since Ukrainian army has left Volnovakh, which is in Donetsk, because over there near Mariupol and around Donetsk there was uh, I told you yesterday there was this uh, chance that Ukrainian army would get into this kind of this uh, I I don't even know how that's in English sorry. Like I said, weird day, but um, well, in this encircled position, they they uh, they avoided encirclement and moved away. So they probably were gonna have to, were gonna have to basically fortify near Dnieper, because there is uh, there are still battles next to the next to the outskirts of Volnohov, that that city, because battles are continuing on all the front lines, and um, specifically, the hardest battles are fought in that region in the south in, of Donetsk. From the from the Zaporozhye, 
Still, Izyuma is also attacked and Toretsk and Avdiivka. But there are a lot of maps of Ukraine currently online, so if you're listening to this, you can probably just Google one up and take a look about well, take a look at what I'm what I'm talking about. And those are basically the red spots, and well, situation is still carrying on with with calcification. And uh, yeah, some some events have been going on there, but um, we have more reports. We still have no reports on Belarusian soldiers, which is good. There are still. According to Putin, 16,000 Syrian mercenaries that uh, are supposed to come over to Ukraine, which is just weird, but because currently Russian forces are, well, continuing to be pretty much demoralized. Apparently, intelligence reports that during the last three, last three nights, uh, there were small Russian deserter groups which have been spotted moving towards Russia. And this is important because, well, one thing that... Um, that couldn't make it in the in yesterday's episode, since it was already jam-packed with, with every information that I could find, is the story about Kadyrovci, the Chechens. Now, I'm pretty sure I didn't mention that, so... Basically, the fabled Kadyrovci, out of whom a part was just smashed by artillery, well, they got angry, and Kadyrov apparently only likes to pretend to be a tough guy. Because, as the letter from Bellingcat, which was leaked, uh, suggested, these guys, you know, if, if Kadyrov loses and it's, and it's getting published, he might soon lose power in Chechnya. And, you know, someone less loyal to Putin and more willing to break out of Russia could take power there. So, Kadyrov are doing the best thing that they usually can. They're showing off. I've read reports that a lot of Russian army soldiers in various special operations, because Kadyrov are supposed to be some sort of Chechen special forces units, yeah, they actually are not doing the uh, things, they haven't done the things, and they have just taken credit. Basically, some FSB unit does a counter-terrorist operation somewhere, and then Kadyrovci arrive and take pretty pictures over there. So now, according to various sources, these people are used to form Zagranatriade. Zagranatriad, or the, the border guard squad, doesn't mean actual border of a country, it basically means the guys who stand in the back of the advancing army and shoot those who, who desert or try to run away. That was a very popular strategy during World War II by the Soviet army. And, well, seeing as Kadyrovci have a strong intimidation factor, especially inside Russia where they're, you know, considered to be extra tough and extra brutal, I wouldn't be honestly surprised that um, they are use used for this purpose here. That, of course, that is, of course, inhuman, but, uh, well, what do you expect at this point, I mean? Not much to worry here. Yeah, one hour after I posted yesterday's episode, by the way, news came in from Nagorno-Karabakh, or Arstakh. I really don't want to get involved in that conflict over there. It's a massive mess. About the fact that um, the people over there in this enclave inside of Azerbaijan, which is controlled by Armenia and uh, Russian military forces, which, like, let me remind you, they are being pulled out. Yeah, over there, apparently yesterday night, there was no electricity, no running water, and there were, according to reports, and uh, it was happening live on my Twitter feed, and uh, one of the followers actually called his uncle or something who has, you know, who's in Azerbaijani army, that quite likely Azerbaijanis were giving out, giving out um, basically orders for peaceful civilians to go away or they'll be shot or something, and that the Azerbaijani army is taking this very seriously. Now, I don't have any reports of, of that today, and that hasn't made the news yet, but, uh, well, 
maybe we'll see because uh, the advance was given for 160 hours so once those pass that's another time slot on which i'll be paying attention because yeah like i mentioned um maybe uh, maybe the vultures are are gonna go and do something with with uh, russia or russian supported territories which again would be a tragedy for Armenia. I am not taking sides in any Armenia-Azerbaijan conflict. I uh, still want to live in, in Latvia peacefully and visit everyone. That's not my conflict. I'm just looking at it as a part of uh, this whole bigger issue. And um, finally, I would like to mention another event that was covered yesterday, but which I got more thorough analysis about today, which was the arrested FSB officials. See, turns out I, I did, a, did a little digging and... Turns out that this FSB Division 5, which is FSB Foreign Foreign Intelligence Services, yeah, they were specifically created by Putin in 1990 when he was running the KGB. You see, back in the day when the Soviet Union was collapsing, some guys up there in Moscow had a ridiculously insane idea to basically create a unified, unified intelligence service for all the um, SNG countries. Well, SNG in, in uh, Russian and Latvian. Um, I guess it's the Commonwealth of Independent States. It's weird. Well, all those countries that were in the Baltics that uh, were basically there at the end of the collapse. Now, that was a silly move, and everyone know, knew that that couldn't work out in the end. However, one thing that happened, actually, was that they, the secret services of all these countries, they signed a deal. A Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And this treaty basically had um, stated that that uh, these intelligence services of these countries won't be doing any spying on other other countries of the same block. But after the default of Russia in 1998 and in 1999, Putin came up with this idea that hey, uh, I'm leading the FSB and maybe we should, you know, start um, start doing some things here and there. And the reasoning was very simple because. The, um, the other intelligence services, such as the GRU and the SVR, well, they had signed the deal to not to spy on fellows, right? At that time, fellows. But the FSB hasn't, hadn't signed anything because it didn't have a foreign intelligence arm. So Putin did it, and this kind of fifth department became the FSB's foreign arm. What's important is that they didn't do the regular spycraft. They quite openly just went to and gave speeches even, into various election zones and whatever, and they were bad at this, but uh, if Moscow wanted to show that a certain candidate is supported by Putin and that you should support him and vote the correct way, they would send people. 
from there. They would be also responsible for, very, for, for either keeping up the status quo or messing with the governments that were unfriendly to Moscow. You know, the works. They would incite protests, they would have agency. Like, the department itself is small, it has about 90 people or something. But it has, it has you know, agency networks. And as far as we know, a lot of people in the surrounding area and the countries bordering Russia, in those areas, the leaders of the cultural communities, you know, Russian culture things, because uh, they primarily work with uh, the Russian-speaking population in these countries, primarily it's the leaders of the local cultural communities that are ahead, that are involved in, in all this situation. Well, not like they had much of a choice there, but, but still. So, Putin, as he had been the head of the FSB, He's basically turned his, you know, he, his pillar of power, because if, if, if you remember from the Soviet era, there were three pillars of power for all the general secretaries. It was either the Communist Party, or the KGB, or the army. And Putin is strictly a KGB man, just like Andropov. But you see, the, these the, Putin had been for power for so long, and has been such a paranoid tyrant, especially lately, that... And he doesn't know how to use the internet. Once again, that's important. Now, the fact that, which I've been saying for, for a long time, that Putin reportedly, but I believe those reports, basically sits and absorbs every news given to him in red little binders by the FSB. Yeah, that seems to be true now. Since, well, the people that he stuffed in, and he did a lot of purging, internal purging, since he found out in 2007 that targeted sanctions work when he purged the governors and everyone disloyal to him just as he could previously purge the press. So the FSB was similarly purged, and people were just afraid to anger him. So they started giving him things that he wanted to hear. And nobody thought that he could do a war or something something like this. It's just that, um, yeah, they just fed him information, basically, yeah, confirming the fact that he truly, truly had believed that uh, he would be welcomed in Ukraine in open arms. And the same thing went around in Russian propaganda. There were countless channels just before this whole war started, just claiming that, oh no, if we walk into Kherson, Kharkov, Mariupol, all that, all those regions, you know, where the Russian soldiers are going to be greeted with flowers and everything. And, yeah, because Put because people in propaganda repeated Putin's own lies to him and he started buying in. Well, when that turned out not to be true, my sources say that Putin has finally understood that, um, that, yeah, basically these guys can't exactly be trusted. Therefore, that's why, he's, that's why he arrested these top top five people. Now, what's really interesting in this case is that Russian army finds itself in a weird position of power since, well, they haven't been in, in the top pillar because Russian army has arrived sometimes to save out Putin and solve his problems. Uh, more Most recent example being in 2014 when it was mostly army's initiative to do the whole Crimean thing. But, yeah, um, Putin now is relying on his army, and his army is basically failing him, and it isn't going so well. But the planning department has just been basically, you know, beheaded, and um, and they're, they're going to face a lot of issues. They have a lot of potential power, but to organize it and to do something with it, well, it would take Stalin's cold ruthlessness, which Putin sadly doesn't have. Well, sadly for him, that is. Very good for all of us. But... It's a mess. The leadership up there is going and going through a mess, and their economy is just going down. I, I currently, I give this war the possibility to either last until about August, or it could go on for years. It, it could go on for years if Russia really, you know, does everything because it's going to turn into a war of attrition.
but that's that's for another episode that's for a big one where i'm gonna go really throughout all the scenarios about how this war could possibly turn out and and look at everything so far i really would like to just get dressed and you know <sighs> see Rome for the first time ever. I'm really excited about that one. But like I said, sorry about less posts on Twitter, and and uh, but there's still going to be an episode every day, just a bit shorter. Yeah, and always remember, happiness is mandatory, and, well, yeah, support us on Patreon, or, or just click the donate button on our homepage, theeasternborder.lv, and, of course, donate to Ukrainians. They need your help right now. До свидания, Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.